0: All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 Will defy tyrants. <laughs> and with that, good morning America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed who the Sun Celebrity Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sonsoflibertymedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Rotten to the Core Wednesday. If you would like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com, and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, head over to sunslibertymedia.com. You can take and scroll down on the right side of the page, and I'm in the wrong slot. Ah! I put it in the wrong thing. We're live there. I'll change it back out in just a second. Uh, Just click on this one. This is normally Bradley, and uh, what we'll do is I'll change that out in just a moment. (laughs) I put it in the wrong slot for some reason. Anyway, you can click on that. You can enlarge it. That's right. You can see the face. It's made for radio, and then you can click on it again and join us in the chat, and um, we will... uh, uh, there's There's lots of friends over there. Obviously, Facebook is cutting us down. Bradley's been making mention of this. It's interesting because... The numbers continue to to be crushed as far as people being alerted and things like that. So let me show you one thing. Um, well, I don't know that I can bring it up here, but let me let me see if I can bring it up real quickly for those who are watching. Just so everybody knows, when you're over here, there is there used to be a button that you could hit um, that was regarding following uh, follow settings right here. I think this is it. And so when you click in the following settings, there there used to be a thing in here to where you could say, um, you know, here it is, favorites. Make sure that that's on there because if it's not or if you're down here and off or any of that other, you definitely don't get alerts. But uh, this is something usually you have to go in there and turn on. So that's under the following settings there if you're on Facebook, okay, whatever that's worth to us now, which is not very much. Uh, but in any case, if you want to do that, that's, that's how you'll do it. Um, also while you're there at sons of Liberty Media.com, there's a subscribe area box, uh, put your email in there. We don't rent it. We don't spam it. We don't sell it. You, they, I mean, I guess the NSA gets it or something. They're tracking everything they can unconstitutionally, but, uh, we won't do anything with it except send you one email a day. <laughs> And that includes all the articles we have for the day as well as um, those that uh, the morning archive and While you're over there, if you agree with our message and you want to help us, then there is a donate button at the top of Sons of Liberty okay and one of the things that you can do is click on that and if you're able to and you want to uh, you can donate make a one- time donation or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty monthly and that link is also at the top of sunsdeliverymedia.com along with our store link you guys who are watching uh before the show starts uh, you see all the products up there in a brief display you can get those in our store and that helps us as well as provide you with great conversation starters and equipping tools there in the store and we appreciate your support very much we really do in fact we don't we are not able to do anything um, apart from people like you who support us. So those of you who come into the chat, those of you who listen by radio, those of you who support us financially and with prayers, Lord, I mean, we, we, can't, we can't do what we do without you guys. Now, let me give you a quick update on what's gone on because I wanted to get a piece out, and because of the way things have been running, I just haven't been able to do it, um, <clears throat> on Victor. And I told you on Monday that Victor and his, uh, Victor Portier and his wife Lois were killed in an explosion in their home in New York on Friday. And the, the, the sheriff's office is having to dig through basically about three stories of debris that just sank into the, the, the foundation, into the basement. Okay. And we at first were led to believe by news reports it might be a propane issue And then there was talk that they didn't have any propane tanks or anything like that, but uh, that there was a propane line into the house. It was in the basement, um, from what I understand, and they used to use a propane refrigerator. never heard of such a thing, so I learned something new there, okay? Uh, But they weren't using it then, and they had allegedly turned off the line. They had uh, turned off the valve. When they dug through, they found that the valve was on, and... um, at least from my friend Bill, we've had him on uh, because we are mutual. We were mutual friends with, with uh, Victor. Uh, Bill seemed to think that uh, there was some speculation that what had happened was the basement had got filled up uh, with propane and that they had a water pump or something down there that tripped on a, um, uh, like a pressure switch. And so when that pressure switch tripped and it hit, there was a spark and that set it off. And that's... It's very possible. We don't know that to be the truth just yet, but it's very possible. Um, I'm just kind of giving you an update as to where things have gone so far. But there's still a lot of stuff they have to pull out. And um, she was, uh, Lois was not in her bed, but she was in the kitchen area um, at the time. It looks like uh, maybe even doing dishes. I'm not sure. And, And Victor was probably either sending out emails because the last email I got from him was about three hours prior to that. And Victor was one who notified he had a tremendous email list and he um, sent out a lot of information that that information could make a lot of enemies. Don't get me wrong. If you heard him on the radio, there are a lot of people that were not happy with Victor as far as some of the things he said. um, But yeah, because he exposed a lot of stuff. And um, so I just want to give you you guys that little bit of update. We'll let you know more as it becomes available and I'm supposed to maybe have a phone conversation with the uh, investigator today, and we'll see what goes on from there. But anyway, this is rotten to the core. Wednesday, and uh, as always, I have with me the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn.
1: Oh, good morning. Um, such such disturbing news, but you know, we live in such a fallen world. And I do want to preface that uh, when you listen to this, if you're listening live now, or you. Uh, In the archive version, this is going to be very sensitive uh, material, so we want to make sure that we guard those with uh, faint hearts, with those with little eyes, uh, because what we're trying to do is not glorify what's going on, but to expose what's going on.
0: Yeah, I was going to make mention of that, and I appreciate you doing that, that we are going to be covering a very uh, sensitive topic. So if you have little ones up at this time, you might want to pause this and catch it on a replay where you could be by yourself um, or with adults. And, uh, and, we're, and, and it, it is something that we have to expose because it is there, and we're to called to expose the works of darkness, um, the book of Ephesians tells us. And so we want we want to do that. But we don't want to praise it. We don't want to glorify it. That's not what we're trying to do. So we we want you to know that right off the bat. So um, I guess let's just get into it, Lynn, because uh,
1: okay.
0: no better way to do it than just to do it, huh?
1: Right. I just want to say, you know, we're also called to love um, everyone, regardless of what they've chosen to do. You love the sinner. You hate the sin. That's where I'm going to, to leave that as well.
0: Okay. All right. Lead us All right. off.
1: Very good. Okay. Well, my latest article was called Educratics Mutt for Sale. And while this has to do with June being so-called Pride Month, the bigger picture is that this lifestyle is being used. And Tim and I and others have warned about this, that, that this particular community was going to be used to uh, set up even more um data tracking, control from the government, you know, that sort of thing. And so that's precisely what was in my article was, yeah, while we have on the surface all this stuff about Pride Month that underneath and what we don't need to miss is that it's going to be used as a way to continue to increase the digital footprint on our children to create more of a blockchain existence for us all in the name of justifying uh, who has access to pornography and who doesn't
0: okay all right now we have we've had uh Corey Lynn on before she's an investigative journalist she contributes over at Sons of dot com her site is corey's dot com and uh we had her on the show talking about how they were going to use tra- they were using the transgenders they were exploiting them mm-hmm. and um and it was an issue of you know pushing this agenda and uh, there was there's a real problem with that there's there's no yeah, yeah there's there's none of that but <clears throat> what else is going on because we know they're doing it in a lot of different ways here there's no doubt
1: right absolutely well one of the biggest ways and i don't know how much you you know purchase things in june or you watch tv or you just happen to be out and about but you're going to see a lot of rainbows in in different ways you're going to see a lot of different uh, colors that are that our merchandisers are using and what it's called is it's called gay capitalism. And what we're seeing is that those who are opposed to this kind of thing are horrified, but those who are embracing it are now speaking out about, okay, look, you need to support us as people. If you're just buying into it to, you know, make corporations rich, then you're not really supportive of what, what we've been through and what we stand for and that sort of thing. And so, and I shared this with Tim, and I don't know if you want to show this or not, but supposedly the entire reason why there's even a pride movement is because there is one person who I think it was back in the sixties was a black person who is being given credit as to, getting this ball rolling. And so the whole post was about, you know, Hey, support us because you like us or love us support us because it's the right thing to do. But when you just go out and you buy all these products, um, you're not really supporting us. But my point is this, is that a lot of those corporations, Tim, who are now toting for the month of June, the the, the different colors and whatnot, the different messages of supposed support and whatnot, is they are some of the very same ones who have gotten into government to push uh, comprehensive sexuality education in our communities, in our museums, our libraries, even our churches, certainly our public schools, but in any educational uh, connected service. And they're pushing it. They're the same ones who back the common core.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. The Bible tells us that we're to oppose those things, not support them. Our founding fathers, if they had people who were dealing in even alleged sodomy, uh, there was an alleged sodomy that took place under George Washington, and the guy who was involved in that was drummed out of the camp. Our state laws had various uh, serious Mm -hmm. punishments for those who engaged in such uh, behavior, crimes against nature.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: uh, it was from many of the states, including New York, interestingly enough, uh, had the death penalty if you were engaged in sodomy, if you were engaged in crimes against nature. Some of them had uh, 21 years hard labor. So they didn't support it. And look at how far we've fallen in 240 years, 250 years. We, we've we gone from being opposed to it to seeing it as a crime, and in, and in a lot of cases a mental illness because the Bible tells us that God gives them over to a reprobate mind. We've gone from that to saying somehow this is some kind of... Uh, uh, characteristic that is something to be glorified and praised, and it's not. It is something to be shunned. It is something to be exposed and and done away with and dealt with, and uh, <clears throat> and not not embraced. So yeah, they're they're giving the marketing ploys. This all the marketing obviously came out in the eighties during the uh, the whole AIDS thing, and as a result of that, they played the the sodomites played the victim, and the fact of the matter was, hey, you know. <laughs> When all of that was going on, they were violating the law. It, this is not a lifestyle choice. This is a sin. It is a sin is transgression of the law, and so it is a violation of the law. And now here we are what? since the eighties, what 30 years removed, and now it's no longer shunned. It's no longer looked at as as queer by this society. and by that, I mean in the natural term of queer, it's not it's not looked as strange as abnormal. It's looked at the society keeps pushing it as this. Now, I continue to see it. I was brought up and I saw it the way it was. My kids see it that way and they don't want anything to do with it either. And so we've we've made a a, a huge leap here in a couple of decades from being at something that's viewed as a crime to now something is being viewed as sort of almost a virtue, would you say, Lynn? Uh,
1: yeah, and one of the things that I wanted to point out was in the article um, – this is what I said. Um, if you walk through your grocery store, look at how many products that you see that are available this month in these, you know, in these um, special colors uh, from wine to cereal. And then I tell you that Kellogg's has teamed up with uh, Glad, which is um, tied into education as well. Yogurt to cookies, craft stores, special projects, um I I give you, and they're highlighted links so that if you want to see what I'm talking about, you can actually see it. Again, we don't want to glorify it. But here was one of the things that I found, Tim, was that the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, has a particular initiative for the alternative sexuality groups. Joanne Fabrics, Petco, I Buy Direct. Um, late last night, I sent you one from, uh, I sent you, uh, tagged you in a link that uh, Nickelodeon has a song that they are pandering to children for. And that's that's where I'm going with all this, is that it is actually pandering Uh, To children, and it's not just our public school children. It is children who are anywhere. Now, one of the things that um, is disturbing about this is that um, this is helping fuel the fire, if you will, for the anti-capitalist, queer, Marxist, feminist politics. And we're seeing that really ramp up right now. Are we not?
0: Yep, we sure are.
1: Yeah, absolutely, we are. And one of the reasons why we even have a lot of this in our society is look at the Congressional uh, Caucus for this alternative lifestyle. You and I have done a couple of articles on that and I sent that image to you. They are going to make sure that whatever legislation comes down the pike, it's going to supposedly protect those who are involved in this sort of thing. But again, it's going to use them and use their choices against them in some very damaging ways. And this was brought up in a... Recent UNICEF article that um, it it was basically saying that you know not all poor uh, not all pornography is bad for children or that pornography could be actually helpful for children. Yeah, only uh, if, a
0: twisted person would say something like that.
1: Well, yeah, but you know it's it's the UN, so yeah, mm-hmm, they're gonna. They're going to support that as well. All right. So I also say this. We're simply, quite simply, this type of capitalism or gay capitalism, or it's even known as pink capitalism and politics are mixed due to the fascist public-private partnerships our government at all levels has allowed. This type of education is also in alignment with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The shift in politics to anti-capitalist queer Marxist feminism is due in large measure to the social and emotional manipulation attached to this alternative sexuality education, otherwise known as comprehensive sexuality education. Now, in some of the uh, resources that I shared with Tim, and I don't know if he's going to show them, uh, there's an example from a first grade curriculum, and I'm not sure what state it's from, but it's very disturbing what these little first graders are being exposed to. And so when I was promoting our show, trying to get people interested in, I used the term too much too soon. And I've had people come back at me and say, well, no, you don't need to use that term because, you know, you're going to be among the ones who's giving permission for this stuff to go on. What I mean is. At some point in life, we have to have talks with our children about sex and sexuality and what our system is doing, whether you're in school or in a school activity or something related, is it's giving too much information too quickly to little minds that don't grasp it. Or it's presenting too much information in a way that is not honoring and it's confusing so many people and it's being pulled off as, you know, hey, this is the gospel truth. So that's what I mean when I say that phrase. I'm not saying, hey, yeah, let's go do all this. I'm saying we need to be wise to what's going on so that we can protect
0: well, that's exactly right. And one of the things that uh, you know I did, and I, I shared with you, was when we were when when we were younger, me and my wife were younger, and our kids were younger. One of the things was because of the lifestyle that I had had before becoming a Christian um, was to to really guard my my boys, especially uh, if there was anything that was could be considered pornography, even anything that was, I I don't uh, the word titillating, if you will, on that that came on a show or anything, anything that we watched, anything like that, or even at the store, my girls used to go to the store and they would take the magazines and turn them around because they didn't want to see some of the Mm -hmm. stuff that was on there. And so, um, I would have them, uh, fast forward past whatever. We didn't do that. And I explained to them even younger, I said, this stuff will ensnare you. It will give you problems all through your life. And um, and sure enough, even today, they will find out where there are certain things. If they want to see something, they get past it. Um, but it, it's not something that's good for them. Uh, when they're younger, they don't need to know. If they have questions, I I'm, I tell parents, I said, be honest with them. Give them enough to answer the question. You don't have to like be mm-hmm. gratuitous with it. And then as they grow, you give them a little more as they ask and things of that nature. But when it comes to education, uh, the issue should be, that parents know when their kids are ready to be taught biology. That's really what we're talking about here. And drop it in with what Scripture has to say. Because, look, I'm not trying to make light of it, but I'm saying Scripture is a fan of sex. It is. So am I. So is God. And He's He's made it so that you can, you can engage in it within the confines of what He's given, and that is within marriage one man and one woman, you are free to engage in sexual relationships that way. But outside of that, God has said, don't do it. It is not only a a breaking of the law, it's going to cause all kinds of problems for everybody involved. And so I I want people to understand, I am not a prude. I I think sex is a great gift from God. And uh, as a result of that, we have our our posterity we we have children that come we talked about that the other day that they're a heritage from the lord and so there's nothing evil and there's nothing wrong about sex but there is everything wrong and evil when sex is perverted to all these extremes whether it's in fornication uh, whether it's in adultery whether it's in bestiality whether it is in sodomy or whatever the case may be those things are definitely against god's law they're not good for adults they certainly aren't good for children Right.
1: Absolutely. And even if it were, it should be the parents' responsibility, not the school system. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out was um, it was the Center for Family and Human Rights back in May. They published an article about this particular UNICEF um, report that I shared with you uh, that said, you know, porn's not necessarily a bad thing for children. Um, Now, Here's the kicker, because so much of everything is online, this is what the UNICEF report is focusing on. Not so much the subject matter, but how the subject is presented in your home or in your school or in your wherever it is you're accessing. So that's what I want people to understand, Okay. The, the alternative sexuality stuff may be shocking, but the hidden component from this particular document is that because of all the online access that children have, digital access must be monitored with blockchain, biometrics, and increasing our children's digital footprints. The research also states that the definition for pornography needs to be redefined. Why? Why? Because in the United Nations eyes, this comprehensive sexuality education material, Tim, is not classified as porn or smut. It's classified as educational.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I'm not surprised. I mean, if, yeah. if, you've got a, if you've got a government that will take and redefine uh, or have Webster's redefine, what a vaccine is to accommodate their their poisons i'm not surprised that they're going to take what is is commonly understood as pornography and redefine it as education
1: right absolutely and this is another thing that i put in big bold letters while the sexuality component is taking the forefront do not miss the belly of this beast tokenizing your children to be fitted to a blockchain or virtual existence. And my dear friend, Alison McDowell and um, others who have been sounding the alarm about just how bad digital footprints and blockchain and Bitcoins and those sorts of things are going to be because it's, it's, it's going to totally, totally take over your life. And, enslave you to a government system and people are missing this and so maybe this is one of the ways we can wake them up is that you know it's not just uh through the traditional ways that blockchain is going to come in like through your finances and your bank account and, and those sorts of things but it's coming at you um under something that god gave us as a blessing and that is sexuality
0: yeah, well, that's the way Satan always does. Is he twists things? And I mentioned this yesterday in uh, the the what was going on with the lady out in New York who is mm-hmm. standing up against the school board. And again, it's one thing to stand up against them. I applaud that. I think that's the right thing to do, the right response there. But then, get why would you send your kids back into something where they're already being abused in some way or another, where they're already being harassed, where they're already being indoctrinated? Why, if you see the problem there and you call it out and the people bucket you and just have nothing to say to you except your two minutes are up, why would you send your kids ever back into a system under people like that? I, that just Bradley said it yesterday, I think. Why would you send your kids to your enemy for your enemy to train them? Why would you do that? It makes no sense for Christians to be sending their kids to the beast system to teach them. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense.
1: Well, if you're interested, um, the Center for Family and Human Rights, uh, again, they were the ones who who wrote the article about, you know, hey, the UNICEF uh, report says that, you know, porn's not always bad for children. If you're interested, there is a petition that they will send to the United Nations in opposition of this concept that porn's not bad for children. So um, in my article, there is a link to that. I know that I sent you the link to, Tim, to put in the archives. Um, This particular uh, UNICEF report also mentions the European Union's 2020 Kids Online report. Now, that was a survey of 19 different European nations, and it showed some pretty disturbing things in there as well. Now, pornography was mentioned in that six times. And gender was embedded 161 times. So we're not going to go through all that. Um, I point out to you that the UNICEF research report is not titled to suggest that porn is always bad. It is titled the Digital Age Assurance Tools and Children's Rights Online Across the Globe. It was published in April of this year. Now, what's the kicker? is this particular report, while it's by UNICEF, if you go to UNICEF, it's already been yanked. You cannot find it. The way I was able to find it was through the the Center for Family and Human Rights. They have a link to it, and I've embedded that for you so that you could go in and read it as well. Um, I also was able to find the UNICEF documentation where the goals and the decisions that were made about this kind of material were uh, supported earlier this year, I believe it was, or late last year, uh, where they put this ball in motion for the supposed children's rights online. And the whole premise is the reason why we need to let them have access to things like pornography is because if we don't, Tim, we are denying them their human rights and freedom of expression. So this is where we're seeing our constitution twisted um, as well. In this particular report, it's 55 pages long. I can tell you that you're going to want to look for um, the the phrase that it's uh, a discussion series. It's not policy. It's not law. It's a discussion series. And you want to be able to look at the table of content to see what all they're going to be discussing. You're going to want to look at Section 1 where it talks about age assurance on page 7. Because it's telling you these are all the things we have to do to set up that blockchain, that digital tokenization, if you will. Uh, you're going to want to look on pages 10 and 11. There's a table there. You're going to want to look at page 12 because it brings up the COPPA or the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act because it uses the age of 13 as the minimum age for children to be able to access all this kind of stuff online. And section four on page 15, you want to look at the last paragraph on the right Page 17, you want to look at the green box. And on page 18 is where you start to see the digital ID uh, information ramp up. Page 22, the blockchain existence. Number 24, how bi- uh, page 24, how biometrics are going to be used against us. And the reason why is uh, revealed on page 26, because the computer algorithms can be skewed. Now, we already know we're tracked enough. So this is now suggesting that we're going to have to do all this kind of biometrics and blockchain because after all, the computer's algorithms are not going to be able to be trusted, but yet the blockchain and the biometrics will be as well. Uh, page 29, you're going to see how the child's digital footprint plays into this. And on page 30, you're going to see it's all to become a tokenized weapon system used against us. Section 5, page 33, look at the second paragraph on the left. It's going to tell you, and here's the order of what this particular report is saying are problems for children that they still need to have access to. We just need to find out how much. Number one is gambling. Number two is porn. That begins on pages 35 through 39. Number three is online gaming. Uh, where sex can be inserted. And if you happen to have a phone and you use mobile apps to play games, uh, you're going to see ads come on. And it's incredible, and not in a good way, how much sexuality and how much wrong thinking about relationships are inserted in some of these games that are supposed to be so innocent. Um, We're going to see that social media is number four. And lastly. Number five, child sex abuse materials. You want to look at pages 41 through 45 and then look at the bottom on page 45 because this is where it's going to tell you that comprehensive sexuality is not necessarily child abuse material, but yet we know that it is. But this is one of the reasons why they want to have Uh, the definition for pornography uh, looked at on on page six, you're going to see how our regulatory or our laws or our policies, that sort of thing are going to play into all this. You want to look at the first paragraph on that one on page 47 near the bottom, the left-hand side and on page 48 on the right-hand side on page 50, you're going to see, and I hope you're ready for this, how all this will force in-home control of what you do and digital, digital literacy, especially through education initiatives to support all this. Number 51, behavior economy will be a target to be used against every one of us. Pages 53 and 54, how we have to have access because if we don't, we're not being inclusive enough. And on page 52, how this is affecting our culture and how, because of all this, we have to change culture to meet the narrative.
0: Okay. All right. Now it's clear to me that all of this is to, to get our, our, to demoralize our kids so that they can be easily uh, swayed as they grow up and controlled as they grow up. And it's up to parents. Again, I go back to the parents, parents, it, this is your responsibility. Deuteronomy 6 says you're the one to teach your kids. And so if you're turning them over to the beast, don't be don't be surprised when the kids come out as little beasts. I mean, let's just put it as it is. They come out as little beasts. Um, put into them what God has told you to put into them, that he's commanded that should be in your heart and into theirs. And so, Lynn, with all these things that I'm seeing that, is in this particular document you just read off. This is stuff to again demoralize our kids so they're easily controlled in the future. There's no doubt about it. That's exactly what this is going for. And mm-hmm. uh, somebody said eventually they're going to go to where uh, parents don't have any authority over their kids. Well, uh, again, pretty
1: much already there.
0: Yeah. W- well, for some people, yeah. But here's the mm-hmm. thing: if you are if you are a Christian. Or if you're a person, even if you're not a Christian, if you're a person that understands God gave those kids to you and not the state, which a lot of parents do who aren't Christian, they understand that, then it is your duty, it is your responsibility to remove them from that situation. You have to fight against it and expose it, but to remove them from that. Otherwise, you're participating in the abuse on the kids. I mean, I don't see how this is hard to understand here.
1: Well, I, I know, but, you know, people don't want to rock the boat. They well, wanna... <laughs> I understand that.
0: I understand that, but they need to understand their yeah. enemy is ready to rock their family's boat. And they, they are the ones who, it is not, and I, I try to help Christians. Under it. it is not anti-Christian to do the right thing, even if it requires you doing it violently. And what I mean by that is you're cutting something off. You're going to say no. I am not going to give my kids to this. I don't care if I have to work two or three jobs to ensure that they're not being taught this garbage, or if I got to take on a debt or whatever I got to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do to protect my kids. And too many parents are happy to make the stand, and I'm I'm, I'm happy about the stands that parents make, but they won't follow through. They'll. It's like it's like you retrieve your child from the jaws of a lion. And you scold the lion, but you don't kill it. In, in, in fact, you just, the next day, you bring the child back out there where the lion got him and you leave him out there. It, this is what parents are doing today with their kids in the public school system. And I, it just, it boggles my mind. It really does.
1: Right. Well, I know that um, it made social media, and that was, there was an image from uh, the US Embassy in South Korea. And our national flag is supposed to be the top thing on the, on the flagpole. In this particular image, it showed that there was the pride flag, there was the United States flag, and then there was the BLM flag. Uh, now, supposedly, Newsweek has printed an article where it says that, you know, since then, those two flags have been taken down and the American flag is still there. But the point of it was was that this is showing that instead of legal protocol being followed, especially on foreign soil where the U.S. is represented, that it was culture that was driving the narrative, not our actual constitution or the parameters that go with it to represent us. So I just thought, and that's included in the article as well, so you can see that. Another thing is that the uh, alternative sexuality community is taking a stance against what's known as a map or a minor attracted person, because in their minds, people who want to have uh, sex with children are somehow terrible and wrong. uh, So they're shunning them. But here's the thing in the redesign efforts for the particular flag to denote the, the pride community. They are using some of the same colors for one of their subgroups as the uh, pedophiles are using to identify themselves as well. Um, I just wanted to point that out because pedophilia is wrong. It's just as wrong as the, the um, alternative sexuality. So here you have a group of people who they're pointing to, well, hey, that's wrong. But what I'm doing is not wrong. I'm not going to look at what I'm doing. I'm going to look at what that person's doing. Yeah, and we are told that, that we need to look at what we're doing before we try to go and help someone else.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking as we're talking, there's there's places where I see the language already. You know, it's being it's been manipulated. I've said this mm-hmm. about socialists before that they come in, they manipulate the language, and that's how they begin to start making changes. And one mm-hmm. of these is like what you just mentioned: their alternative sexuality or alternative lifestyles. That's the way they that's the way they present it. Well, that sounds like that's just a You know, a legitimate choice because it's an alternative. Right. Mm -hmm. We talk about alternative media. You can listen to people like us or you can listen to the Mockingbird corporate owned media. It Mm -hmm. sounds like it's a legitimate kind of thing, but it's really not. And I think this is why we have to take part in the narrative of calling out. It's not gay. There is no there is no gay. If you're gay, you're happy. That's what that means. But we need to call it for what it is. We need to call it sodomy. We need to call it lesbianism, if that's what it is. We need to call it an abomination. That's what God calls it. And we need to press for the law to be enforced in there. I know here in South Carolina, we still have laws against those things. And so if we enforce that, we would shut this down in an instant. We really would. And uh, if people think I'm out for blood and I'm just wanting to kill homosexuals and no that's not what it is at all what i'm wanting to do is to protect the next generation that's coming up from the filth that's coming out of these people Um, because it has an impact we're seeing it's coming into the schools Um, it's getting in the movie industry it's getting in the gaming industry it's getting in television it's on radio it's on magazines it's everywhere you look now what used to be when i was a kid a very rare thing to see or hear about Honestly, when I was a kid it was you just didn't hear about it uh, for the most part. Now it's you can't go a day without something from that particular sin, that particular kind of lawlessness that's not put in your face.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you want to show the image or not, but I had made some notes from years ago. And it was uh, I took a screenshot of my Bible and it's in Song of Solomon. And it was around the verses about waking up love too soon. And in it. I listed the four ways of why it was important and the stages of what was being woken up. So, Tim, if you want to read what those are, that would be super.
0: You mean the notes that you made here? Mm-hmm. The order of, I guess it's sinning. Is that correct? Stirring. Stirring. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the order it's okay. of stirring: <laughs> one, emotional; two, relational; three, spiritual; and four, physical.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Read number one again. Emotional. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I've, what, always, I've always said that usually when we sin, it is due to not thinking first. It is an emotional response. It is out of anger. It is out of lust. It is out of uh, mm-hmm. whatever the, whatever the emotion that drives that without the thinking part going along with it. We act irrationally. We act out of our emotion. And usually when we do that we end up sinning. Our emotions should be driven by our thoughts um, as far as how they relate to God rather than something else.
1: Yeah, but the reason why I wanted us to, to look at that list was because number one was emotional, and what are we seeing being twisted in education, whether you're in public school or not, is the social and emotional learning that has been put in our society through culture through education, through all the materials that connect the two. So that's why I wanted to bring that up because again, it is this social and emotional learning and people go, well, what does that have to do with sexuality? Attitudes, values, and beliefs.
0: Yep. You're exactly right. You're exactly right.
1: Okay. Well, in the resources for today's, uh, show, uh, Jim is going to have for you all kinds of things that I sent him. Uh, The STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. No, you don't see Comprehensive Sexuality in that title at all. It will be there because it's being used to attach to that agenda. There's a darker side to STEM and STEAM. Uh, That particular research will be in there for you. Also, I included some of the Sons of Liberty Uh, information that Bradley put out about um, look when drag queens start warning you about danger you need to be listening. Uh, You're also going to see about um, our interview that Tim and I did where we talked about T-Mobile's jumping on this particular bandwagon. You're going to see also from New York that uh, again first graders in a private school so here blows the argument that it's only in public school but in Uh, New York first grade children were being taught something that is as twisted as you cannot go get a hug from grandma or grandpa, but touching yourself and pleasing yourself is perfectly okay. Um, from ETR, which is supposed to be a health minded group connected to education, there is going to be a link so you can see all the resources they have that are available to your school, your doctor's office, your community, even your church, uh, health care centers as well. Of course, the uh, Newsweek article is going to be there about um, the flags I was telling you about the pedophilia stuff I was uh, telling you about as well. And I I realize that some people are going to hear this or some people are going to read the article and they're going to think that I just absolutely am off my rocker. No, I know that we live in a fallen world. I know that we're called to love people who are doing some pretty awful things to themselves and to others. That doesn't mean that I want to promote what they're doing that's harming themselves and others. It means that I know that I sin, that they sin. I'm no better than they are. I still love them, but I want to see them freed.
0: Well, I think that's the thing. I think that's what Lynn is meaning by when, and a lot of people have kind of taken issue of that. And I get it, I get why, why the thing is. But the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is we are called to love people. And the fact that we call out, we expose that sin, we call them to repentance is love, folks. So so don't tell me that we just—the we the, the other. I agree. They're punished for their sin. So God is dealing with them, not just their sin. They're, it's not just sin going to hell. That it, It's the people. There's no question about that. But the love that yeah. we're to have for those sinners is the same one that somebody had for us to tell us, hey, you're sinning against the law of God, and you need to repent. And here's how you're sinning. I'm going to show you mm-hmm. how you're sinning by going down through the law— and the gospel is preached and calling people to repentance. I mean, this is this is so simple. Guys, if you're just in a hatred mode, I'm just gonna put this out there. If you're in a hatred mode of people who engage in this and you don't love them to tell them the truth, then your argument in the chat means nothing. Okay? It really does. If you're not gonna call them to repentance, then that's what it I mean, even Lot we're told in the New Testament or in the Old Testament, we're told that he addressed those who were trying to have sex with angels that appeared as men that he told those who were doing what they were doing brother don't do this wicked thing now he didn't make the right choice in sending his daughters out but he he did tell them don't do this wicked thing he stood in their way don't do it and the bible tells us that he had that he was righteous the new testament says that three times god said he had a righteous soul. And it was vexed by the things that were going on in the city. But he loved the people enough to tell them, don't do what you're doing. And look, we do it with our kids. Our kids are little sinners. They're little blueprints of us. And if you leave them alone, one guy said, if you never discipline, never correct them, and never restrain them, you'll have a little savage on your hand. And that's true. Mm -hmm. But we take our kids who will sin, even as little toddlers and little children, and we love them to correct them and call them to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus. We do that all the time. Um, so I want to make sure that that we're clear on that, of what we mean by loving them to call them from what they're doing. Uh, if you are saying, I love them, so I'm going to support them in what they're doing, then you're completely wrong in that. But if you love them enough to tell them the truth and call them to repentance, that is a biblical love towards that particular sinner and uh, you yourself, as you were saying, you yourself know what Christ has saved you from. Why would you not turn and then call them from that as well? Um, so just want I wanna I want to clear up that because I think that's that's really what we're getting at here uh, in that but again, that wouldn't take away from the lawful dealings of justice for those who are engaged in this kind of behavior. I am not one of those. If you're engaged in this kind of behavior, it just say, oh, well, we just let you off, let you off the hook or whatever. What are you doing? There is a punishment for that as well.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of what this is bringing about, Tim, is pandering to our children. And again, it's not just going to stop at the public school door. This is everywhere because that's why I said in the article, just walk through the grocery store, just walk through any store, just turn on the TV or turn on your radio. It's going to be there somewhere. I mean, I went to the bank last night and what's on the ATM? There it is. And I'm thinking, okay, is there one place I could possibly go that this is not in my face?
0: No, I mean, this is this is part of the um, I I made mention of this yesterday. There was a lady in uh, one of the chats on one of the social media platforms we we post to. And she was saying something like, um, "Ah, I just had a moment where I just lost it. She was saying that she was conservative, but or she wasn't a leftist, even though she supported a lot of the LGBTQ stuff. And I said, wait a minute. You know, I could go straight to the Scripture and speak to that, but I didn't even know she's a Christian. I just said, look, you're using terms of conservative. These are political terms. <clears throat> I said, even when you go to the Communist uh, Party's goals, all right, I said right smack dab in the middle is to make homosexuality normal and degeneracy normal and pornography normal. I said if you are buying into that if you're supporting that you're not a conservative. You're you're on your way to becoming a good little commie. That's what you're that's what's going on here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has all been very oh goodness. It always um I just I, I don't know what to say because this is always such a hard topic, but I know we have to go there. But I did want to pull out before we um before we leave today, I did wanna pull out my school world order book because next week we're gonna have John on with us and I'm so excited because I got to talk with him. And uh, he's got quite a story, Tim, about the time he spent with Charlotte Iserbeek. And so I hope he talks about that with us as well uh, next week. So that's what we have to look forward to. So that's that's part of the the shifting I'm going to do away from what we've been talking about to what we're going to do next week.
0: Okay. All right. And I want to throw this in, too. Somebody in the mm-hmm. chat said that, you know, you were talking about the introduction of pornography to children stuff. They were talking about they had a young age that somebody introduced them. I, you know, I think... I was about 11 or 12, and I i mean, guys, look, I was introduced to it from uh, the head deacon's son at a sleepover at the church, if you can believe that, which I know it's not too hard to believe in churches nowadays, okay? But one of the things that I wanted to make mention of is I'm going to put in the archive an interview I did with a, a lady and um, I, I've told you about her before, Deanna Lynn, and she was in prostitution. She was in the pornography business and things of that nature and was just incredibly uh, saved and has an amazing testimony. I've got two mm-hmm. interviews with her, but the first one, she really talks about how her mother introduced her into pornography at five years old. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. it had such mm-hmm.
0: an impact on her that she thought this is what women grow up to be. This is... They're, they they yeah. grow up to to be these objects to be used and passed around and all of this other and uh i think uh, boy if you've got somebody who is in that or is contemplating that i think there are more there are probably more men and women because i've heard some of the testimonies of men who've come out of that too who say man i got in it because i had a can of beans in the cupboard and i i had to make the pay and it was easy money but boy it was They talk about how it destroys them. I mean, just destroys Mm -hmm. their life, makes them feel worthless. They don't know how to have a relationship with other people. And so it's not just the immediate physical gratification. It's all of the baggage that comes with it. You talk about the emotion and things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. anyway, we've got about 30 seconds here, Lynn. Do you want to tell people about where they can find out more about you?
1: Absolutely. Um, if you would like to go to my blog, it's com. If you wish to financially bless what I do, um, I would certainly appreciate that. There is a donate button. Uh, if not, prayer support is always, always welcome. I did want to bring in a note about the fact of I was supposed to be going to a Conservative Teachers of America conference later this month. That has been postponed. But um, if you'd like me to come speak to to your group. I would absolutely love to do that. Um, it does cost me money to go places. So that's where you can find me.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you, Lynn, as always. Okay. Rocking right to the Core Wednesday. That's another wrap for that. And uh, don't miss Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central today. And Libertymedia.com We'll be back with you 6 a.m. tomorrow, Lord willing. See you.